0: AutoLine Daily is brought to you by Borg Warner. feel good about driving, Bridgestone, your journey, our passion, Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com and by Hyundai, new thinking, new possibilities. Hello and welcome to AutoLine Daily coming up in today's show. What's going on with sales of hybrid cars and how you could become an engineer in Formula One? And then we're going to give you our first driving impressions of the new Lincoln MKC. But first, got to get to what is the big news of the day. GM CEO Mary Barra is presenting the findings of an internal investigation today about why the company failed to initiate a recall of defective ignition switches linked to multiple accidents and fatalities. Here's what we learned so far as this show went to air. Fifteen individuals are going to be fired or dismissed for acting inappropriately. GM identified some of them as being incompetent and says others did not take action. Also, it's going to discipline five other people in the organization, and Mary Barra announced they are going to give compensation to victims. We'll have a lot more to say about these findings in tomorrow's show. As we predicted earlier in the week, Dennis Williams was overwhelmingly elected as the next president of the UAW yesterday. As we noted on Monday, whoever is secretary treasurer of the union almost always ends up as president. And that's the position Dennis Williams had before being voted to the top spot. Now, Gary Castile is replacing Williams as secretary treasurer. And that makes him the odds on favorite to become the next UAW president once Williams, who is 61 years old, retires in about four years' time. A few months back, Infinity announced it was taking applications from engineering students for its Performance Engineering Academy. The idea is to find the next engineer to work with the Red Bull Formula One racing team. The company received 1,500 applications from all around the globe, and it whittled those down to 12 finalists. The next step for the contestants will be to head to England for a series of interviews, tests, and challenges. Infinity will choose three winners at the end of July who will receive an engineering role with the Red Bull Racing Team, and that includes a full salary, a company car, and living accommodations in the UK. We heard there were a lot of headaches trying to launch the new Ford Transit. But that should all be behind the automaker now, as it plans to roll this van out later this summer in the U.S. market. When the transit does hit dealer showrooms, the van will carry a starting price of just over $30,000. There's a choice of three engines, the standard 3.7-liter V6, a 3.5-liter EcoBoost V6, or a 3.2-liter five-cylinder diesel. It also comes in three different roof heights, three different body lengths, two wheelbases, and has a maximum towing capacity of 7,500 pounds. Ford plans to sell the Transit alongside the E-Series this year, but the new van will eventually replace that old one. Automakers have been struggling to sell hybrids this year, but that changed last month. Wards reports that automakers sold over 53,000 hybrids in the U.S. in May. That is an increase of almost 8% compared to last year. But despite the uptick in sales last month, hybrid sales for the year are down nearly 10% compared to 2013. Hey, is Lincoln making any progress in its effort to become a real luxury brand again? Coming up next, our first drive in the Lincoln MKC. Proven on the track and on roads around the world. Borg Warner turbochargers improve fuel economy and reduce emissions without sacrificing performance. Borg Warner, official turbocharger supplier to the Eyes IndyCar Series. Lincoln is into a long-term journey to reestablish itself as a credible luxury player. It's a long way from achieving that goal, but it is laying the groundwork with new products like the MKC. This looks and feels much more than just a rebadged Ford Escape. There are significant body structure, powertrain, and technology modifications that make it a credible competitor to other CUVs in its class, like the Audi Q5, the BMW X3, and Acura RDX. This car passes what we call the 100-yard test. Before you even drive it 100 yards or 100 meters, you know this is a very solid vehicle. While we did not get to drive the base 2-liter engine, the optional 2.3-liter EcoBoost and all-wheel drive system is really impressive. With 285 horsepower, and get this, 305 pound-feet of torque on tap, this powertrain responds instantly. There's not a hint of turbo lag, nor is there any buzziness or whines from the engine, even at full throttle. And the tip-in at highway speeds is exceptionally impressive, for a four-cylinder engine. Many people could be fooled into believing this is a V6. Inside, the seats feel snug and the driving position is comfortable and well-balanced. The brake pedal has good modulation and the steering feels direct, not vague, as in some electric power steering systems. From a styling standpoint, the MKC looks very little like an Escape. For one thing, the track is 22 millimeters wider and the lift gate is designed so you do not see the cut lines from the rear. And the uninterrupted sweep of the side to side taillights makes it look even wider. Another appealing aspect is that this is quite a quiet vehicle. Lincoln claims it has the least amount of wind noise in its segment thanks to extra thick glass in the windshield and front doors. It also uses active noise cancellation Which is probably a key reason why the engine lacks the buzziness typical of a 4-cylinder engine. The base price is $36,735, including destination charges, but if you go for the 2.3 EcoBoost, the all-wheel drive, and most of the popular options, a fully loaded one will easily price out at $50,000. Of course, that's not out of touch with other cars in its class, but that's a hefty price for a baby Lincoln these days. If Lincoln can get consumers to come take a test drive, it's got a good chance of converting them into customers. We think they can do it, but it's not going to happen tomorrow. If Lincoln can continue to put competitive products in its showrooms, it can start going down the long and winding road of trying to make the brand relevant to luxury car buyers. This just about wraps up today's show, but before we go, don't forget that we have Philip M. Jansen, the vehicle line executive for the Jeep Renegade, on AutoLine Line After Hours tonight. Maybe we'll get him to give us a hint where to look for some of those Easter eggs they hid in the design. So join Gary Vasilash and me for some of the best insider discussion in the business. And now that does wrap up today's show. Thanks for watching, and we hope to see you again tomorrow.